Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time. I'm Sophie. And I'm Issa. And in this episode, we decided to ask people if they could give advice to the younger self, what would it be? So first off, we interviewed Mel. What's a piece of advice you would give your younger self? Probably not to be as emotional, because I'm a very emotional person when it comes to like dealing with my actual like life, like behind the scenes of like school and friends and stuff. It's kind of like hard for me to like hold in my feelings, so I let them out then, but I'd rather not do that. Since being little, my mom has always nurtured me like I was a little kid, so I guess I've had that like kind of like comforting, kind of like I have someone there to protect me aspect, but then as I kept growing older, my mom obviously started backing off since I got older and I needed more independence, and I guess that kind of freaked my brain out a little bit, and I've just become more emotional. Emotional, how would you say? Like, emotional mentally or emotional physically? I mean, I feel like it. it's kind of a little bit of both because I've just felt more emotions, I guess, emotionally. Like, I've, I, I don't know. It's kind of a mixture of both, actually. I don't know. So you're a freshman in high school now. Do you feel that so far high school has changed the amount of emotion you show? Oh yeah, for sure. Like a lot of things have happened this year that have shaped me to who I am today. And I know high school's only been a few months like in the going and it's almost over like my freshman year. It's a part of like, they gave us so much independence now. So I kind of have to take care of myself and my emotions have obviously needed a little time to get adjusted to that. I mean, yeah, high school's definitely changed me for sure. Do you feel that it's been a hard adjustment or did you adjust to it pretty quickly? I feel that I adjusted to it actually really easily and easier than I thought I would. I thought that high school was going to be a very stressful point in my life and these next four years are going to be like hell, but they actually turned out to be, or at least my freshman year has turned out to be pretty, I mean, pretty average. I would say pretty okay. A lot better than I thought it would. Has quarantine helped your emotions or made it work? I feel that social distancing from people and like just kind of staying away from like people that I don't talk to very much but that still kind of affect my life every day has definitely helped me. I mean I still talk to my friends on like FaceTime and stuff and getting away from those people I feel like has been emotionally it's been a lot better for me and I feel like I've grown more emotionally during quarantine do you feel ever since this whole social distancing act i guess you could say has started do you feel like you rely more on people or less i don't know because i feel like before quarantine i definitely did rely on people in that sense but now i don't because i'm not i'm used to seeing the same people all the time before i didn't really rely on people all that much but i guess now during quarantine i rely on them less When you first heard about it, did you think it was going to last as long as it has or as long as it's predicted to last? I did not think it was going to last this long. And honestly, I don't think it's going to last. I still don't think it's going to last very much longer. I was one of my group of friends. I was one of the more hopeful ones. Everyone was like, no, we're not going to come back until like next year. And I was like, no, trust me, by like May, we'll go back into the swing of things. But we didn't end up doing that. Still, I'm staying pretty hopeful. Some people say that we might not even come back to school in August like we, st- we start online but I want to stay hopeful and say that we're going to start hopefully 
and the quarantine is over. And your dad's a doctor. How has he influenced your opinion in this matter? I feel like my dad being a doctor has kind of given me some comfort in a way because not everyone's parent is a doctor or a nurse or someone working in the medical field, but me having that person there has made me feel safer, especially during quarantine. Like if I were to ever get sick, you know, I'd have my dad there. Kind of like a reassurance, like nothing's going to happen because I have him here to help. Would you consider yourself an optimistic person or a pessimistic person? I'm pretty optimistic. I have very many bubbles in my head. Like like I have different opinions. I see th- all things in different ways. So yeah, I do feel like I'm pretty optimistic. Do you think your emotions play into why you're optimistic? I guess since I'm like, I'm a big softie. So I feel like that may have an effect effect on why I'm optimistic and why I have so many different views on things. As far as your emotions go, when you're transitioning between stages in your life, when like when you first came to St. Agatha in fifth grade, when you first got into high school, your first whatever, your first experience with anything, do you feel that your emotions have played a big part in that and how you react to it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've definitely grown emotionally since the fifth grade, obviously. Do you feel like you can control your emotions better now that you're older definitely when I was younger I kind of just let my emotions free fly like whenever I I feel like this happened specifically in the fifth grade I don't know why but my teacher was particularly a little scary to me (laughs) and I've never had a teacher like her before so whenever she would like look at me the wrong way or discipline me in like a way that wasn't even harsh it was just kind of more like to have me learn. I felt like I would just start bawling in front of her and I'd start crying and I wanted to like, but I mean, as I've grown, I've learned to control those emotions. I obviously, no teacher makes me cry anymore, but tried to hold in my emotions. And I guess during that process, I've been able to learn how to control them and like keep them in a little box. Have there been any changes that you've noticed that are more prominent than others? I was always a rambunctious child. So I was wild. I liked to you know, I was, oh, I had a wild mind, and I feel like after the fifth grade on, I feel like my mind kind of just settled, and, like, I, I don't know, I became more of the person that I am now, which is, if I'm talking to, like, when I'm with my friends, I feel like I can just let loose and, like, talk to them, like, I would to, like, my family, because I'm close to them, and they know me, and they don't judge me, like, it's our own little, like, circle, But when I talk to, for example, teachers or other adults or other kids in my classes and stuff that I'm not familiarly close with, it's, I'm, I guess I'm just more serious and I'm like more enclosed. Like I don't show all those emotions of me being loud and kind of obnoxious. So yeah, I feel like that is something that has progressively changed since being little into now. So I don't know why I thought this, but is doing this interview difficult for you? I mean, no. Well, I see I see two familiar faces. I've met you, before, like I've seen you before. And obviously I've known Sophie for like years. So <laughs> it's not, it's not really that intimidating. But let's say, let's say you didn't know me at all. What, do you think it would have been a lot more difficult for you? Um, I still don't think it would be difficult because... I know Sophie, and if you're if you would have been anything like Sophie, which you kind of are, I feel like you guys are like twins. <laughs> um, That's the first. I okay. <laughs> I would have liked it just the same. Like I, 
you're like another Sophie. So like, <laughs> I think it wouldn't have been difficult. I think he's just taking that as an that insult. I'm <laughs> actually taking that as a compliment. Really? Yes. <laughs> because no, I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah, like, I think of it as a good thing. Like, the only thing Sophie. I don't have that relates to Sophie is I actually have control of my impulses. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, if you were, I am for impulse way, control. Then I'm not intimidated by you. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I live for this. Okay. What do you feel has been a bigger transition? Um, things like going to St. Agatha for the first time, moving from New York, going to high school. What do you feel was the hardest transition for you emotionally? The hardest transition for me probably was moving from New York to here. Because when I moved to New York, I was four years old. So I barely remember that. And I don't think my four-year-old self would have remembered that. But I feel like moving here, even though I'd already lived here and have family here, but moving here, me being my friends, not understanding why, because at the time I didn't know why I was leaving. It was because my dad was finished with his medical license and he was, you know, on his way here because we were going to live with our family. And I didn't get that, obviously, at the time. I was seven. So I, it was hard for me because I had to leave behind my, I did cheer. So I had to leave behind my cheer team, all my friends. I had a little boyfriend here and there, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was a scandalous child. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely the hardest transition for me. And then I also, um, during that time, I had to join a school and I found out, or I didn't really find out, but I, long story short, I had to leave that school mid-year and go to another school, which was another hard transition for me because me being the awkward new girl and also joining in the middle of the year was not a fun experience. But I mean, I got adjusted and it was, it was good after a while. Do you have like an emotional connection to St. Agatha since that's where you came from before high school? Or is it just like, it's just a building, whatever? Well, I mean, St. Agatha was important to me before because I had a cousin that went there and he has uh, autism so he is and he's like my hero like he's amazing and I love him so much and I have obviously been to St. Agatha there before and I had an emotional attachment to the school. Going there like to actually be schooled though was a different experience but I feel like my friends now that I met at St. Agatha have kind of helped with that transition and now that I've been friends with them for what five years now four or five years it's definitely helped a lot to have them there. Do you still keep in connection with the people that you met in St. Agatha that were important to you? Yes for sure I obviously before quarantine I would see my friends every day I Sophie obviously doesn't go to my school but I would FaceTime her all the time whenever I had the chance and I went through a little bit of a difficult experience, not a difficult, but it was a hard on my emotions type of experience a few months ago when our friend was not in the country and she went through a hard time and obviously that hard time went into my heart and it was very difficult. So yeah, I definitely think I've grown attached to my friends and whenever one of them either leaves or has to go away it's kind of hard on me so yeah I definitely have been close attached to them. The next person we interviewed was Isa. 
what is a piece of advice you would give your younger self? Whoa. Um, <laughs> well, I would tell my younger self, especially my middle school self, to take it easy and to not worry so much because you're only in middle school and middle school grades and middle school things don't really count until you go to high school. And that is where your GPA and your life basically start. And that's where you should really just focus on getting good grades then. It's okay if you slip up a couple times. It's you're literally in middle school. It's not going to count. Nobody's going to look at that. And I would basically tell myself just to like live more in the moment and not be so stressed and relax because especially during this time, we've all kind of realized that, damn, we should really just live in the moment more and just realize what we have and what is so special about the world we're living in right now is that we're able to talk to our friends through FaceTime or through Zoom. If we were living through this quarantine craziness back in the day, like where our parents, they wouldn't have any source of talk just to their parents and to like close family members, you know? And so we also have to be very grateful that we are just living through this time. And I just wish I can live in the moment and just hang out with friends and realize that, you know, the moments with the people that you love matter the most. I think that's what I'm getting at. So, yeah. Do you think, compared to your middle school self, that you have changed a lot? Mentally, I have. Especially I realized, when I say middle school self, I mean like my 7th and 8th grade self. Because that, I mean, my 7th and 6th grade self, that was a mess. And so in 8th grade, I truly felt like I realized like like 8th grade was my best year. So like in what in my life, basically. Because it was just a moment where I was like, damn, I can breathe, you know, like I can, I realized that I went through such a hard times in seventh and sixth that like to just live in the moment. I wanted to enjoy my experience being a 14 year old girl and living with my, and being with my family and my friends and making sure I was happy and making sure I wasn't going insane and going hectic because I realized it's going to go a little dark, but in seventh grade. I would constantly have anxiety attacks and I realized that at that moment I have uh, I've had mental illnesses for a while and that was when I realized like damn I'm going through crap you know <laughs> and so um I realized like I can't let myself get to that point because it was such a dark place in my life that I, I can't go back to and if I do like I don't know what I would do like I that's where it would, like <laughs> things go south you know <laughs> so I made sure that I was healthy and I was, that's also where I like, cause I was over, I am, I've always been overweight and I've in eighth grade is when I was like, I need to get my stuff in gear. Um, I'm going to high school <laughs> and I didn't feel like I wanted to be in the place that I wanted to be mentally and physically. And that's where everything just became better because I literally worked on myself, if that makes sense. And so i not saying that anybody has to change themselves. Because no, that is not what I'm saying. You're beautiful the way you are. But if you don't feel like you're comfortable in your own sin and you don't feel like you're happy with yourself, then try to make yourself better if that helps you mentally. When you said you give, the advice that you give to your own yourself is to live in the moment, right? Yeah. Do you feel that you apply that more now than you did before? Definitely, especially right now. Like, <laughs> I realize that, like, I'm not gonna lie, I've been slipping. Like, I kinda gotta catch up on school, but like, whatever. But I've mostly been like, even though I've been slacking and like not being productive with my time at all, 
which I am starting to this week. Don't worry. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> but I have been like, now I have a dog that I wanted for years and I just want to enjoy her. And that was the whole reason why I wanted to do it. Wanted to get her this. It, she's a blessing. That, that story is long, but it's beautiful. And I love, I'm so happy I got her now because now I can spend all her puppy, like the puppy moments now with her being me and her and my family. And it's the best. And I'm living in the moment being like, I see her grow up, you know? And I started acting this year. And dude, those people have made me have have made me the happiest I've ever been. And every Saturday I go out and I make sure I have that time with my friends and make sure I'm able to live and have fun. Because that's something that I've always I've always lived by. Your friends and your family, especially your family, come first your health as well does as well. And if you're not happy with yourself or happy in general, there's something wrong. And so I've learned that, you know, it's okay to get a B once in a while, as long as you, at the end of the quarter, at at the end of your report card, your report card, like your, your real thing, it could be an A. That's, I, I've worked so hard just to get that. Yes, I can sip and get a, a B, once in a while, but as long as I make sure that I'm a straight A student and I'm not giving up myself, you know what I'm saying? Because I've always been that since I was little. And my future and my grades and my school is so important. It's above everything. But I'm contradicting myself. I hope <laughs> this is my brain in a nutshell. I literally don't know what I'm saying at this point. But I just I made sure that I was more happy within myself and what I was doing than making than not being happy I guess it was it's more of a being happy within yourself and being happy within the things you do with the people you do with you do things with than like um objective things meaning like so basically what you were trying to say was you're from what I gathered from it was that you're trying to put your happiness above objective things like still considering it Yes. What? Your happiness above. My point came across. <laughs> I was worried you're gonna be like uh, what? I got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Great. Okay. Do you feel like this is kind of not off topic, but since you're living in the moment, do you feel like your family is supporting you through that? Yes. Um my family has always been the type that um, school always comes first. And that's always the main thing. But the, I'm the one who puts the pressure on myself. I'm the crazy that does that. Like, I'm not. My parents aren't the type that be like, if you don't get an A, then you're going to like, no. We're going to disown you. No. <laughs> my family's always been the type like, because my brother was like that. My brother was worse than I was. And the in the sense that he would get C's and like would fail and the the thought that my parents were like this girl actually likes school and actually like cares about her future and actually cares about her grades what and so my parents have always been the type to be like it's okay to get a B like <laughs> you don't need to like stress and they've always been like why don't you go hang out with your friends you know and so yeah they're very they're they're happy that I'm happy and they're still going to be like, school does come first. Don't forget that. Don't, like, slip up and don't, like, slack. But 
you know, they're also happy that I'm better. I'm not having anxiety attacks every now and then. Yesterday was, we don't talk about that, but recently has been different, but we don't talk about that. (laughs) Auditions are different, okay? (laughs) But no, my my parents are very supportive in in anything I do, basically, but um, they're very, they, they basically want me to be happy. And if I'm happy, that's all it matters, really. I'm one of those lucky people. Have you taken up something new during quarantine? I've always been in love with crocheting. I've always done it since I was little and it's helped. I have a condition that I've had since I was eight years old and it it affects all my body. I have, let me just say it because mine is a lot. This sounds like an excuse. I have rheumatoid arthritis and I've had it. My onset was when I was eight and it was really, really bad and it triggered everything. And now I'm on remission. I'm doing amazing. I'm doing great. Um, but I I took up at that time crocheting, and it would calm me down. It would calm my nerves and my anxiety. And like when I would be feeling sick, I would do that, and it would make me feel better. School and everything, it's kind of gotten crazy. And so now that I have so much time on my hands, and now that I have so many shows I want to watch, and now that I also have my godfather's daughter's baby son. I have been making crochet hats, and I also do, yeah, I know, and I also do um, bracelets, like the friendship bracelets, but yeah, I've been just working on myself, being crafty, training dog. So with having that, do you feel like that's also affected how you live your life? It, it was hard because it was just something new. I wasn't, when I was little, like, kids would go run and play and PE and do jump rope. And I couldn't do any of that because I would start hurting. Like, imp- it was impact. And, like, any hard impact would mess, like, my ankles would start hurting. Because it's an immune um, system disorder, which is why corona has been scaring my whole family. But it's an autoimmune disorder, which means that my immune system is weird and whatever. But it when it affects my joints. So any hard impact or when I'm sick, I get really bad. My whole body hurts. Like the flu, girl, if I get the flu, oh my God, it's hell. But um, as I've grown up, I realized that it can't, it doesn't conquer. It doesn't own me. And I, you know, I might have the disease, but it doesn't mean that the disease has me. It's not that bad. Like I, I'll live a normal life, especially now that I'm on remission and I'm doing great and I'm doing. If you had any advice for people, no matter the age, going through it, what would you tell them? if they're just starting out with it? That it gets better. Um, to make sure that you are doing what your doctors are doing because as, as annoying and as upsetting or as crazy it sounds, you know, rest is such a main thing. Not Don't get so stressed. Be calm. Try to meditate. I don't know. I never did that, but I know that that helps people with anxiety or stress. I should have done it when I was little, but I... Or I should do it now, but and so <laughs> and so just try to do things that makes you happy and that makes you can can make you calm and make sure you don't get so stressed. Enjoy the little things. Make sure that you ha- and try to get try to get a great support system, even though I know there's a lot of people who can't or who are trying to battle this by themselves, but if you can get people to help you, that is one of the main things. One a great thing to have. Because I know that if I didn't have my parents or my friends or my family, it would probably be a different battle than I, I underwent. And last but not least, we interviewed Marini. What's a piece of advice you would give your younger self? Definitely not to let the little things get to you. 
that's a definite one for me. And definitely to enjoy life every day. Live in the moment more than anything and don't keep looking in the past. Why would you want to give this advice to your younger self? Because I'm definitely the type of person who is always looking at the past. Oh, but this happened and is it going to happen again? I can honestly say I'm a little obsessive with things. And I think when you become a person who becomes obsessive with a situation or or whatever may be happening in your life in the past, you're always wondering, is it going to happen again? Is it going to happen again? And you're not living in that moment right now. You're seeing everything beautiful pass by in your life, worried about what might and might not happen when it might not even happen at all. We live in such a beautiful world and we have so many things out there that we can enjoy. And yet we tend to be focused on the what if. Okay, what if this does happen? There's a positive side to everything else. So it's also that, you know, not always looking at the negative, but looking at the positive and the what ifs, but not just stopping your life because you have all this stuff tormenting you. Life, I think, again, since I'm older, you know, when we're younger, we think we're very untouchable. But the reality of life is we don't know when our time is up. So why keep worrying about that past and not living and not know if you have certain amount of time left? You said this is advice to your younger self. Do you think you apply that in your everyday life? It's a work in progress. I'll be honest. Um, I have some days are a little easier, especially with the circumstances we're in right now, teaching from home, you know, with all everything I have to deal with a daily basis with my students, you know, with the parents. And then we do have a little bit more time as teachers since I only teach virtually for an hour and a half, Monday through Friday. So sometimes I start thinking and start thinking again, oh, but if this, oh, but if that, and then I have to kind of catch myself. That's why I feel for me, giving that advice and speaking to my daughter and telling her to live in the moment is very important now that you guys are so young because to retrain a 41 year old mind is very difficult versus a 14 year old, a 10 year old, or whatever the case may be. It's restructuring that frame of mind and constantly reminding yourself the positive, the positives and uh, what a great life I have. And I'm so blessed. I think that's a constant reminder that we should all have. And that's something that I work with on a daily basis. Do I, like I said, I struggle, but I still, when I find myself struggling, I have to stop myself and say, no, your life is good. You're blessed. You have a healthy family. Uh, You have a house, you have a great career, but it is a little bit of a struggle sometimes for me, but I will overcome. Was there someone that told you how to live that way or did you have to figure that out yourself? Definitely. I mean, my parents have always been very positive and looking at the positive outcomes in life. And, but I can honestly say that that definitely started when I met my husband. My husband is honestly the the probably the most positive person I have in my life and I've been with him for 23 years so married going on 20 this year but overall he's if I I start saying something to him in a negative way he'll stop me and tell me reframe that he's definitely someone who helps me and guides me in the right path so and he definitely instills that in our household would you say that something in your past influenced the way you think now Oh, definitely, hands down. When I was in high school, at your age, both of you right now, 14, I was my freshman year, yes, my freshman year, going into my sophomore year, that summer I was diagnosed with lupus, discoid lupus, which is what affects the skin. That was very shocking to me, you know, going to the doctor and then 
him telling my mom at that moment that I had lupus. And of course I'm sitting there like, what is going on? That's a term that wasn't back then. That was almost, I believe like 26 years ago, something that we had never really heard of. So, you know, of course my mom starts crying and I think to myself, Oh my God, I'm going to die. What's going on? You know? So then it was, uh, Marini, you're not allowed to go to the sun because lupus patients can't get sun because that affects their skin and that affects them. So it was the constant fighting. Oh, you can't go to the beach with your friends. Oh, you can't get sun. If we rented at the beach, it was Marini, you need to go inside because it's too hot while everybody else was outside. So it was just all these obstacles that I had to overcome. And, you know, that just started bringing a lot of anxiety into my life and, you know, the negatives. And then Unfortunately, all that stress caused me not to be able to go to school a lot. So I started missing school. Then I would get better and I would go back. My teachers were very accommodating. Um, my senior year was probably my toughest because I ended up getting worse with my lupus was flaring. I was losing my hair. I lost my eyelashes because my, my eyelids would get stuck together. And I ended up having to do my senior year homebound. And back then we didn't have technology like the computers we have today that we can virtually see each other. I had to be on a speaker phone and call in every morning to a teacher that had other students that were also homebound. So not only was I stressed because of my illness, I was stressed that I couldn't be with my friends. I was stressed that it was my senior year. So I had all these anxieties. Yes, I was able to go to prom because they had to allow me to go do different things. And what we called grad night back then, you guys called grad, called grad bash, I believe now. I think definitely that point in my life is what really triggered that negativity in my life. Even though my, my parents were positive, I would look in the mirror every day and see myself. And I knew that I didn't look, I felt I didn't look fine. So that was just a big moment in my life that I think has really unfortunately trickled into the rest of my life the what-ifs the what-ifs and and here's the irony of the story or maybe it's the positive light at the end of the tunnel last year in February they just told me that I don't even have lupus so I think to myself all of this in my life all this torment and anxieties and stress and sadness and whatnot has maybe been for nothing or I can look at it as it has made me the person that I am the good and the bad, because we all have good and bad, but it makes me want to work even harder at who I am. And I can tell you that even though I was stressed in my high school years, that I was very goal-driven. I wanted to graduate with my class. I wanted to walk with my class. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to become a teacher. I didn't let that hinder me. So yes, I'm a nervous person and you know, I have, I get anxious at time and I'm, I get worried but it doesn't stop me from living my life and, and reaching my goals. I just need, again, to learn to really just push that to the past and see the positive in all of it, in all of my situation. If you never would have been diagnosed with lupus, how do you think your life would have been different? I don't think I would have been who I am today. I think I, I probably would have taken life a little more for granted. I might've done, who knows, maybe I would have been a, a more reckless teenager. I, I think I've, I've that helped me become more compassionate towards others and in greater causes. You know, I was very adamant about always helping the Lupus Foundation and raising money and doing activities, you know, to support that cause. So I definitely think maybe not, I don't know. That's, that's a very hard question, but I, I truly love that. I think it also made me have a, a stronger relationship with God and just kind of look out there and really see that even though I had lupus, there's other people who are, who have it worse than I do, or had it worse than I did. You know what I'm saying? If you were to give advice to anybody 
who was recently diagnosed with lupus or who has lupus and is trying to overcome it, what would you tell them? Because definitely that, that would have been a very, having an important person in your life to guide you, knowing that they've been through that is obviously something that can really help someone who, who doesn't understand what's going on in their life. Yeah, like having, having an advocate. It was definitely hard for me because like I said, we didn't have anybody that we knew that had lupus and we didn't really know what lupus was back then versus now. I would definitely say, you know, you have to stop, take a breath, get more than one opinion, seek out others, join groups of uh, groups that support lupus patients, get in touch with whoever your God is and try to look at the positive. Yes, you're going to go through these obstacles, but in hindsight, yes, my first four years of being diagnosed with lupus were the hardest. But then after I graduated high school, things just started to fall into place and the healthy eating and the exercising and, you know, knowing how much sun I can get. And you kind of, it, it's just something that does become a little easier and speak to others that, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, they do help you work out whatever's going on in your mind. So you're able to let that go. And again, go back to living your life the way that you're meant to be lived. This is, you can't live your life solely on lupus because if you let that rule your life, your life is only going to be about lupus and you're not going to be able to enjoy the rest of your life. Was it a shock to find out that you didn't have lupus? Like, what was your reaction? Like I said, my first four years were the toughest and as time went on, it just got easier. And I remember telling my husband once when we did a lupus walk that we raised money and I, well, actually, it was the first walk we did. And I remember my whole family was there to support us. And I remember walking in there, walking. I walked in and I walked that marathon. And I remember looking around myself and I saw so many patients, walkers in wheelchairs. And I looked at my husband and I told him, Jack, I almost feel like I don't have that. And if I do, like, I have such a mild case that I'm truly blessed. So after hearing all of those interviews, we decided to self-reflect and ask ourselves the same question. A piece of advice I would give my younger self is honestly to just be yourself and not to care what other people think, especially when it comes to my hobbies. Like a lot of my hobbies that I have, I guess common, like a lot of people would think it's weird. I would just say be yourself. And if people don't like you for your hobbies, then don't waste your time with them. If I had to give advice to my younger self, it would probably be to be true to yourself, not to change for other people. Like if somebody doesn't like your style or the way you act or the way you dress, you shouldn't change just for that person. If you're going to change, change because you want to change. Not because somebody tells you, oh, uh, you're too nerdy or you're too whatever you may be. Don't change because people tell you to change of your own will. Now that we've shared our personal anecdotes, we'd like to thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of Tea Time. I'm Sophie. And I'm Issa. Signing off. Bye.